the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Some top stories in the market. Clearly, terrorism hits the city of Paris, the city of love, the city of lights, pretty hard on Friday, hitting a lot of young people. Um, when you hit a rock concert, you're hitting a lot of young people of their lives ahead of themselves, and the tragedy is, is noted. The reaction to the tragedy is not crazy on Wall Street. Wall Street's flirted with being in the green for most of the day. With that said... If you take a look at it, the stock market has a history of dealing with horrible events, going back to World War I, World War II, uh, an amazingly deep recession, a depression, the Great Recession, Korea, Vietnam, Kennedy assassinated, other presidents assassinated, uh, near assassinations, you know, near nuclear war with Russia and the Cuban Missile Crisis. We'll get through this. Um, on the outside, it feels horrible. On the inside, we know history. Um, so keep that in mind. A couple top stories of the day. Warren Buffett says, I won't sell anything due to Paris tax. Marriott's buying Starwood for $12.2 billion, creating the world's largest hotel company. Japan has slipped into a recession in the third quarter. Taco Bell plans a fast food first by the end of next year. They will have only cage-free eggs at all of its 6,000 locations. The move is a nod to consumers. Elon Musk wants to constrain the autopilot feature. Um, Yes, he's seen some, you know, crazy videos that, you know, the function has saved people's lives. But he's also seen some videos where people are doing stupid things like shaving and making breakfast. And it's a little too soon for that. Constellation Brands is buying craft beer maker Ballast Point Brewing uh, to join the craft beer business in a big way. Let's talk a little financial planning with CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, financial planner, newfocusfinancial.com. Insurance. I always say you insure what you can't afford to lose. Chad, I'm going to throw out some items of insurance, and you tell us what they are and why we need them. 
Let's, okay. Let's start with gap insurance. Yeah, yeah, gap insurance is extremely important because I think we all know that if you drive a car off a lot, you buy a new car, you drive it off a lot, it immediately depreciates. It's definitely a depreciating asset right away. So when you drive a car off the lot and you get in a wreck and you're not insured with gap insurance, then, you know, the car gets totaled, you might owe the bank $35,000, and the insurance company might cover $30,000, even though it's a new car that you just drove off the lot. So gap insurance kind of covers that. It's important, especially on leases, when uh, you know you're paying a flat rate, but the car's depreciating pretty rapidly. So gap insurance covers you. And I had a personal situation with this um, in college, where I was on the hook for a thousand bucks after my car was totaled, and they paid off the bank, and I owed a bucks. Not a fun bill to get when you're in college. I hear that. It seems unfair too. Let's talk life insurance rate changes. Yeah, so this uh, has to do with people that have bought life insurance as an investment in the past. And for the 99 percenters out there, this is a horrible idea. For the one percenters, you got a lot of income, you're maxing out everything else. Sometimes it can be a, a good idea if you work with the right person. But most people that bought policies in the 80s and 90s, the interest rates have dropped and the cost of mortality and expenses, which is kind of the overall cost of insurance inside the policy have gone up. So your policy is probably not performing anywhere close to where it was when the agent sold it to you and showed you this great illustration of that, hey, if you dump all this money in the cash value, you'll be able to pull on it tax-free in retirement. It's probably way behind what they said. So you, there's, there's ways to fix it. Um, you need to ask for an enforced illustration. You need to consult financial advisor that doesn't get compensated for commissions by selling you stuff so you can get a true outside opinion but ask for an enforced illustration see how long your money's going to last at this point in time based on rate changes that have occurred in life insurance how about disability insurance disability insurance is is so much more important rob than life insurance in terms of statistics um, it's way more likely that you're going to spend some time disabled whether you're like my wife who broke her ankle and couldn't nurse for over a year. Um, you know, it's it's very, very likely that you'll spend some time. So if you don't have good emergency reserves and some disability insurance coverage, um, you could end up ruining your credit and then ruining your life by having to pay for more than any than the average person for cars and homes and things like that. Or even your credit gets so bad, you might not even be able to rent a home. So you have to cover yourself with disability insurance. Usually the, this is one where life insurance is usually cheaper to go get it on your own. Disability insurance is usually cheaper when you get it through your employer. Um, and there's other things out there. If you, if you can't afford a full-on, hey, I'm covered till I'm 65 type of policy, then maybe it's uh, you know AFLAC type policies that are more shorter term or cash in your pocket coverage if you break a leg, uh, things like that. So, so definitely look at disability insurance as more important than life insurance because you've got to be able to keep food on the table even if you're if you're injured. We've got about two minutes left. How about key man insurance? Yeah, key man insurance is huge for businesses. So if you have a business where you have one key sales guy, um, you know somebody that handles all of the finances, the CEO. Um, the founder of the company, something that where if that person goes away, there's a significant drop in revenue or value of the company. You need to cover that person. You have to cover that person. You have to be aware of that. Um, when companies are, are younger and they still need the coverage, then term insurance usually makes sense. But if it's going to be a company that's going to be around a long time, then they have to sometimes go to more of a permanent policy. And that's something that businesses should review and it should be part of the 
sell agreement between owners. That's more buy sell insurance. Um, so every good every good business agreement, every good partnership has an exit strategy. So that could also be disability key man insurance as well. Um, and by I mean exit strategy, it's either you get in a fight. Here's what happens if you need to split up. If somebody's disabled, somebody gets divorced, somebody ha- is dies, here's what happens. And a lot of times you need insurance to fund that so that the company can continue to operate on the same cash flow. Got about 30 seconds. Quickly, umbrella insurance. Cheapest form of coverage before you worry about LLCs and all that other stuff. Uh, 350 bucks for a million dollars of coverage. So two times your net worth, maybe minus some retirement account values, is what the formula is to, to get umbrella coverage. Call your property casualty insurance agent today and get that coverage. It's cheap. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. If you have questions, he can be found at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, We can talk about the stock market, terrorism. Oil's not really reacting to it. Will we send troops to Syria? Not yet. If there's another big act, maybe. And that's when people might freak out a little bit more. If you don't feel for the people of Parasite, you have to. One of the best things you can do, and I said this after Hurricane Katrina, is book a trip to Paris. If you're going to Europe, book a trip to Paris. If you're going to New Orleans, or you know, that's how you support tragedies, is you actually show up and spend your money. You don't go, oh, I never go there. You go there. It's the best thing you can do. It's the most defiant thing you can do. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. Markets are slightly up, but no big action today. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. When it comes to, I would say, news responses these days, if you get a chance to watch John Oliver, his sadness, his anger, his perfect amount of humor. It's just ideal. And he really hit the scenario um, tied towards the horrifying Paris attacks pretty darn well. And uh, if you get a chance, YouTube it, Google it. I think you'll find that uh, he's the smartest guy on television these days, in my opinion. And again, you're saying, we don't want your opinion. Tell us about the stock market. I get it. Um. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I think one of the neatest things that came out of the Paris tax was Facebook's use of, you know, are you safe or not? The safety check tool. So people in Paris, 
if their uh, IP was showing that they were pretty close to it, they could log in and tell loved ones that they were indeed safe. Uh, that's going to be a big thing in the future. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The markets are basically sideways. Obama thinks it would be a mistake to send troops to Syria. That's probably one of the bigger stories of the day. To be honest with you, it's one of the bigger stories, right? Um, other stories of note, uh, Marriott's buying Starwood for $12.2 billion. Japan slips into recession in the third quarter. Uh, Constellation Brands is buying Ballast Point Brewing for about a billion dollars, again, showing you that the taste of younger people are going more craft-oriented and organic. Uh, Marissa Meyer's on the hot seat at Yahoo. Some analysts are now starting to call for her head. Uh, core fundamentals, tax liabilities, and management are the problems there. If you take out Yahoo, no, no, if you take out Amazon, Google, Alphabet, Facebook, and GE, the S&P 500 would be flat for the year. Uh, would be slightly down for the year, 2.2%. Those four stocks are leading the S&P 500. Let's bring on real estate expert Tony Mendez to talk a little real estate. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, host of the show Focus on Wealth. Heard here dailies from noon to 1 on AM 1220 KDOW. In the 1980s and 1990s, there was this big push of, you know, get as much money as you can in your portfolios and get it as big as you can. And, you know, during that time, there's always been talk of Social Security is going to run out, and there's that specter of that. And then there's bear markets that happened in the 2000s where a lot of people who are baby boomers now starting to retire are seeing that their their 401K kind of got thrashed a little bit. So there's that specter, this fear. One of the things you could do to make sure you don't run out of money or try not to run out of money or make your money last as long as possible is – kind of maximizing Social Security, which is not something people think about, Chad. That's not in pe- most people's heads, maximizing Social Security, because they're, they're worried about retirement. Right. They're not worried about, like, ooh, if I can delay a couple years of taking it. Let's talk about some ideas on, on delaying, because you get more the well, longer you, you wait. The, the delaying piece is simple. It's because the, if you look at the rates of return on your money and how much you get as long as you live till a normal life expectancy, so into your 80s. Okay. If you wait from your full retirement age, which is probably 66 if you're retiring soon, to 70 and you hold off on taking Social Security, it's an 8% rate of return on your money approximately. So that's a big return on your money. And it's something you have to consider when bond rates and CD rates are so low. So it's the safe source of your income. I always say you want to get 20 to 30% of your gross income needs from sources you can't outlive. Okay. That could be Social Security. That could be pension. That could be some type of a uh, product that guarantees income for the rest of your life. You need 20 to 30%, so kind of your safety net. Um, but there's other strategies. There is the file and suspend strategy. What's um, that? Well, uh, that's where you can go in and say, I'm going to file for Social Security, but I'm going to suspend my payments till age 70. So if you're, let's say you're single and you do okay. that. You could just do nothing till you're 70, and when you get to 70, you'll get the same amount of money. Okay. But if you go in and file and suspend at 66 um, and then wait, let's say at 68 you get diagnosed with cancer and you wish you would have taken it early. Yep. You can go back and get a lump sum and then start it as if you were 66. Wow. So there's, it's kind of like an insurance policy. I want to delay, but in case, I'm going to file and suspend. What's the negatives? Uh, there's really not a negative okay. to it. The other issue is that if you're married, you can file and suspend. That qualifies your spouse who might have. She might have had her own benefit. Right. She can then take spousal benefits, and then at 70, she can switch to her own. So it's like sucking extra money out of Social Security. Okay. Um, kind of a complicated idea. Can you repeat that one more time? Sorry. Yeah. So let's say 
<clears throat> I'm 66 wife. years old. Right. How old you Married. Uh, let's say the wife is close to the same age, maybe okay. a couple years younger. Okay. Um, what we both worked, we both got a decent sized Social Security benefit. Okay. What you can do is I can go in at 66, file and suspend. So I file, but hey, I'm not taking it until I'm 70. That opens up the door for her to take spousal benefits based on my income. Okay, currently at current time. Okay. Right, which is going to be 50% of what I would would have get been okay. taking, approximately anywhere from 40 to 50% um, of what I would have taken if I would have started at 66. And then at, ta- she, at 70, she goes back in and changes her mind and files for her own benefits. Gotcha. That allows her own benefits to increase. Gotcha. And then at 70, I turn on the tap for my benefits. And that's a huge amount of money. You're talking $100,000 plus by the, if you live till you're 86 years old. What if you file and suspend and die? So you file and suspend at 66. You're, you're going you're gonna to go back and you're going to, you know. Mm-hmm. You file and suspend, your, your, your spouse would have been taking spousal benefits. Okay. And then what happens is when you pass away, they can, there's some widower benefits that they could take. Uh-huh. So they might just stay on that. And then at 70, they would end up with your check if it's okay. higher or her check if it's higher. So you always end up with the higher check as a surviving spouse. Anything else that you want to come to? But if you're a person that... All the money that you saved up is in pre-tax 401k. It might be a different strategy than somebody that has after-tax dollars to get at while they're waiting to take Social Security. So you run the Social Security analysis. There's software out there that does it. Um, but then you look at your personal situation, your personal tax situation. Um, people that are looking for Plan B options that don't have enough to retire but they're forced into it, yep. uh, don't be afraid to look at a reverse mortgage to help you put off taking your Social Security. I'm with you. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Let's go to a phone call now. We have John on the line. John? Hey, Rob. Good morning. How are you? I love your show. You're very kind. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, question for you. Um, I have an opportunity. Uh, I'd like to consolidate some debt. Um, I have an opportunity to pull out of my 401k or... Take a home equity line of credit that we already have in reserve, and we haven't even touched that line yet. I'm looking to get the biggest impact on increasing my credit score through either utilizing the 401k method to pay it off or the home equity line of credit. Um, what method do you recommend is best to evaluate? I don't know. I wish I had a better answer for you, and thanks for the call. Um, your credit score, and I'm not sure why you're trying to increase your credit score via this financial engineering, um, you may not have enough debt to have the highest score possible, to debt versus what's allowed. Uh, you should probably play a little bit with Credit Karma and see where you stand on your credit levels and where your def- uh, inefficiencies, deficiencies are at this point in time. I wouldn't take money out of a 401k to pay down debt unless you really, really have to. Typically, I would not do it. Um, I think it sets a bad precedent. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Facebook has come out and said it's going to use its safety check tool more widely after activating it during the terrorist attacks in Paris on Friday. When to implement it and when not is very sensitive. Facebook has only used safety check, which allows for users in a designated area to mark themselves as safe on their Facebook profiles for natural disasters, typically. A spokesperson said 4.1 million people used the feature within 24 hours. The company also enabled an option for users to temporarily overlay their profile pictures with the colors of the French flag, which to me is <coughs> cute, but I get it. Um, but the safe feature, the safety check, I, I dig, and I noticed it. <clears throat> users took to social media to praise the feature. They also raised questions about why it wasn't activated on the suicide bombings in Beirut, Lebanon. So it's a little sticky. So when do you turn safety check on? When do you turn it off? Is Facebook's issue at this point in time. Um, especially when things are sensitive. People are going to be very, very critical. Facebook said it activated the option in Paris because it saw a lot of activity on its sites as the events unfolded. Um, so they thought that made sense. There was still a need that they could fill in. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm just let leave that comment hanging. I think uh, it's one of the reasons Facebook's not going to go away anytime soon. Ballast Point Brewing. If you've had a Sculpin beer in last year, a Sculpin grapefruit beer, uh, you know that it's pretty darn fresh. Constellation is buying craft beer maker for about a billion dollars. If you can't beat them, buy them. Constellation Brands agreed to acquire Ballast Point Brewing for roughly $1 billion, adding a craft beer maker to the alcoholic beverage company's business. Constellation becomes one of the largest U.S. beer distributors, or became one of the largest distributors in 2013 when it acquired um, Corona and several other top Mexican beers, plus a Mexican brewery for about $5.3 billion. So... I'm a guy who likes craft beer. I'm a man. Let me say that. I'm a man. I'm not a guy. I'm a man. I've got hair on my body. Um, Ballast Point's 2,000 sales are projected about $115 million. The company's on track to sell more than 4 million cases of beer this year, more than double from 2014. Ballast Point began in 1996 with a group of small home brewers. They've got four facilities in the San Diego area. They employ more than 500 workers. They sell beers in more than 30 states. Pretty cool, in my opinion, that a bunch of home brewers can sell a company for a billion dollars. Remember that Yahoo football game between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills? Turned out that it had 15.2 million NFL streamers. Not too shabby. Yahoo scored 15.2 million viewers across the globe, making it the largest live online sporting event. It won't last long as far as records go. Records are meant to be broken. Um, the NFL and Yahoo compared viewership for the free advertising-supported broadcast to that of a typical Monday night football broadcast. And Monday night football pulls in about $13.5 million. So you can see that this is more global, but $15.2 million is a nice number. Um, and if you look at the total views, it was about $33.6 million that people watched at some point, but they didn't stick around. Now, is this apples and oranges? It kind of is. Um, 
anyway, I think that's worthy of note that, you know, the cord cutting arguments continue to grow. But will that be enough to save Marissa Meyer's job? Probably not. A lot of analysts are now starting to say that she's got a year or less left on her clock at Yahoo, which is unfortunate, uh, only because I think she, she makes for good stories. When you have the killers play your wedding, when you throw an $80,000 party for management at Yahoo with the theme, costume theme of The Wizard of Oz, and you go as Dorothy, <laughs> there's something terribly, terribly wrong. Um, Yahoo has had basically an unsuccessful turnaround. Uh, there's been more than a dozen executives that left the company this year alone. That's created a lot of discontinuity, and it's just bringing up more questions for investors. Um, there are things to do with a core asset, um, and it may take a new management team to be able to do them. Uh, who could possibly take her place? Obviously, people are going to say people like Sheryl Sandberg, but would Sandberg be foolish enough to take a sinking ship? Probably not. Uh, but that's, again, that's my opinion only, and that's based on nothing. It's getting close to that time, kids. It's getting close to the Star Wars. There's a great disturbance amongst the toy aisles. Not the force itself, but Walmart, Target, and other retailers have loaded up on plastic lightsabers, robotic Yodas, and other toys in the upcoming movie. Crowding out shelf space and inventory for other toys. These big bets are pushing orders for toy makers like Mattel closer to the holidays and squeezing some smaller competitors out of the toy industry. One property hit hard, Peanuts, Snoopy, Iconics, which controls the license, the newest animated Charlie Brown movie. They had to cut their sales outlook for licenses by $24 million for the year, largely due to miscalculated on how many people would want Snoopy dolls and other Peanuts products. Uh, but Star Wars is beating Snoopy. Is that a surprise? <laughs> Hold on, let's say this another way. Yoda killed Woodstock. R2-D2 pulled the ball away from Charlie Brown. And that's enough of that. Retailers often make extensive changes to toy aisles from year to year, but Star Wars is just, if you go in, they're just owning it. Um, Walt Disney... I don't want to say they're genius, but they bought Lucasfilms for $4.1 billion in 2012. And there's nothing that Disney has bought in the last five years that I think is inane or foolish. Uh, they've done well. They've done very, very well. Now, again, they got a downgrade today. And I know you're saying, say what? They got a downgrade. Why? Say because what? Of th- their stock has been doing so darn well. Um, you might remember that last year at this time it was probably Frozen, which happens to be another Disney property. And guess what's coming out soon down the road for Disney again? Frozen 2. So imagine being in a a room of toys and you just have Disney sucking all the oxygen out of that room. Who's going to live and who's going to survive? Who's going to live and survive that room? It's going to be Disney. 
You know they're going to open a Star Wars theme park at Disney down the road? Now that's got the potential for major failure. But it's also got the potential for drawing an older audience. Because how old is Star Wars? I'll let you do the math in your head for a second. 40 years. So you got a lot of super fans. It's a pretty safe bet, especially with 10 years of pent-up demand since the last movie. And you've got a director, J.J. Abrams, who... I'm not going to say everything he touches turns to gold. Some things that he touches turns to gold. Taco Bell is doing a first. And this is an investment story. I know you're saying, I don't want to own Yum! Brands. I think you do kind of want to own Yum! Brands, especially since they're splitting up the company. Um, so that you could focus on the Kentucky Fried Chicken Chinese play. Taco Bell, not the first fast food company to say this, that they're going to serve cage-free eggs exclusively. But they're, they're going to be the first to actually accomplish it. And this goes back into millennials and how much buying power that they have. Me, I don't mind. If you want to serve me chicken with steroids, I'm fine with it. You want to serve me chicken with, um, you know, hemorrhoids, I'm fine with it. You want to juice them up with uh, antibiotics, good with me. Tastes like mayonnaise, I'm good with it. But people under my age, they care. So Yum! Brands units plans to serve only cage-free eggs at all 6,000 of its corporate and franchise-owned uh, locations. And they're doing it several years before anyone else, delivering a sustainable and safe egg supply to Taco Bell. Uh, so give them a little bit of credit. They have also are on target to get rid of artificial colors and flavors by the start of next year. Um, good. So again, people are actually making a nice difference, and it's nice to see. Marriott International is acquiring Starwood Hotels. It's going to create the largest hotel company. This one, kind of that story makes me go, I don't know. Does that mean I'm going to be paying more for a hotel? I kind of assume that it does. Combined, the company is going to be able to offer 1.1 million rooms in more than 5,500 hotels across 100 different countries. Marriott expects to deliver at least $200 million in annual cost savings, i.e. jobs will be cut. Opportunity to create value by combining distribution strengths of Marriott and Starwood. Blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. So, again, two big hotel companies getting together, and I don't think that's necessarily for the good of you. Warren Buffett's out on record saying terrorist attacks in Paris won't change his investment decisions. I'm not selling any securities because of the attacks in Paris. Not at all. Um... Good to hear when you hear the world's greatest investors say that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. 
So the IPO market's starting to dry up. Square is going to come public probably this week. If you take a look at it, they priced it probably below expectations for a reason. The expected trade date is November 19th. There's a lot of hype tied towards it. Square could receive a better valuation, no doubt about it. By lowering, it gives it, you know, still a high-profile IPO that has a chance of outperforming because of a highly recognizable CEO. There's going to be a lot of discussion and a lot of analysis, a lot of buzz. You have to try to strip out the noise. You've got to strive to answer the basic question, is Square a fundamentally sound company that's worth investing in now? The pent-up demand for high-tech IPOs, high-growth tech IPOs, the buzz surrounding the deal, relatively small float. For a prominent company, it's a pretty small float. You're only talking about 27 million shares. Um, the fact that they're priced at 11 to $13, there's going to be some people out there who go, ooh, I think you can do quite well in its initial trading days. It's been reported the expected price range probably could have been 22 to 24 So it appears that they're really trying to go as conservative as possible. Ooh, there sounds like a phone call. Hello. Hi, Rob. Uh, this is Michael in Cupertino. Uh, what level of concern do you and, and Chad have uh, about uh, Genworth? I bought a long-term care with those guys when they were GE. And uh, sure. a, a reason being they were GE and were going to be around longer than me. But the, the, uh, the level of their stock performance has been pretty miserable. That's worthy of note. Um, the question is, how do you feel about the insurance that they've sold you, or how do you feel about the company? Oh, about the company's survival. Do you own shares of Genworth? No. I, I, I have long-term care insurance okay. with them. Gotcha. And thanks for the call. Um, Synchrony Financial is going to replace Genworth Financial in the S&P 500. Genworth Financial is going to replace Rovi in the S&P 500 mid-cap. Rovi is going to replace Penn, Virginia. UBS has recently downgraded Genworth to sell from neutral, and they've lowered the price target to four and a quarter. The impact of reinsurance deals and high competition in the U.S. mortgage insurance, higher international uh, loss ratios as well, a lower growth trajectory for long-term care earnings. Um, the core long-term core earnings has deteriorated year over year since 2015 with worse quarter-to-quarter results in each quarter this year. Going forward, there's not a lot of upside in the earnings for the company themselves. I think you're going to probably be paying higher for your policy. Um, I would check with them uh, long before you check with me because I think your policy is probably pretty safe. It'll be sold to someone else, but again, you're probably looking at higher premiums down the road. Um, because people are living longer, not just with the Genworth issue. The long-term care industry as a whole has been rocked by this, um, where they sold these policies, and then you get into scenarios where you have super low interest rates, then they're not able to take your money and your policies uh, and your premiums and, and offset them with growth um, as well as they used to. So I don't know if I have the right answer for you. But Genworth is kind of in a race against time as it's seeking to reduce debt before one or more of the you know businesses potentially stumble. There's very low margin for error at the company. Um, they need to retire some debt, so and they need to sell some additional assets. So, um, 
don't know if I have an itch, a good answer. I'm not an insurance expert as far as what policy you bought and the growth of it. But typically, these aren't left high and dry. Uh, but typically, they are put in. You were put into a situation where you're going to be paying a little bit more for it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I would check with someone at Genworth sooner than later, and I'd read over your policy as much as you can to get a good feel for it. So back to Square real quick. Um, Jack Dorsey, he's pretty recognizable as Twitter CEO, but he's also Square's co-founder, and he's also the CEO, and he's been on their board of directors since 2009. You may know Square's that company that's got that dongle that you can swipe. Um, its latest hardware can accept virtually every type of payment, credit cards, debit cards, Apple Pay, Samsung Pay. Each time a credit card is swiped at one of their 2 million sellers, it earns a 2.75% transaction fee. Uh, the company states that its transaction gross profit is 110 basis points, um, sharply above most payment processors at 20 to 40 basis points. They have room to cut that as well as, you know, make some money on the fees generated from its point-of-sale hardware. Um, since the agreement was inked um, with um, <clears throat> some of the companies was, you know, payment card networks, bank settlements, fees paid to third-party processors, Square has had lost a staggering $71 million dollars. This past August, the deal was modified to include higher transaction fees to Square, but the new deal also removed the exclusivity provision. So companies like Starbucks to transition to a new payment processor, which they plan on doing prior to expiration of their agreement. Starbucks accounted for about 11% of total net revenue. So Square has, Square Capital has about $300 million, the 90% renewal rate on Square Capital, which is their tied towards the software and data segment. Square provides cash advance loans to pre-qualified sellers. So are they a transaction company or are they a loan company? Um, it's going to be an interesting deal. I think um, if Square prices above expectations and opens with a sizable pop, the valuation will no longer look as appealing. But if it stays in that 11 to $16 range, you might be able to get a short-term trade in it. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on this show. Match Group also coming public this week on the 13th. Um, not on the 13th. <clears throat> um We'll talk about Match on a future episode and how they're doing as a publicly traded company. Ticker symbol for Match, MTCH. Ticker symbol for Square will be SQ. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.